to your Firefighter Podcast. My name is Todd, and I have two members of my firefighting family. I have Ash. Oh, hey there. And we've got Scott. Hi. <laughs> uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about Honor House and Honor Ranch. And we have a special guest uh, we're going to interview. Um, so, it, Honor House is basically... The best way to put it, if you don't fully understand, in British Columbia, we have kind of Ronald McDonald House. Uh, so if there's families um, that have uh, sick kids or family members uh, in a facility or hospital or something needing treatment, and they need a place to stay because motels are very costly when somebody's receiving medical care uh, or self-care, uh, they can go stay there for free. Yeah. Um, Honor House is that version for first responders and military. Um, so very focused on that aspect of it. And then also, of course, the Honor Ranch, which we'll get into, we're actually providing support and treatments as well with PTSD and just mm-hmm. all the things that we're going to get into later on. Um, so I want to introduce, um, actually the founder and director and president, um, Alan Genova, and he's actually also, he's got, a. The, the man doesn't stop. He, <laughs> he yeah. is. He does so much and yeah. so many amazing things, which you'll hear. Mm-hmm. But the short version of his intro <laughs> is uh, basically uh, he's an honorary colonel with the 15th Artillery um, Field Artillery Regiment, Royal Regiment of the Canadian Artillery. Um, and he has an amazing resume. He's an amazing human <coughs> being for what he does for first responders of the military. So let's uh, jump into the interview. Hi, Al. Welcome. Um, let's get you to do a quick little introduction for yourself. Yeah, no, thanks very much for having me on uh, today. Yeah, my name is Al Genova. I am the president, founder, uh, one of the board members, the original charter members of Honor House Society. Honor House is the home away from home to help out our Canadian forces, first responders, our police, our fire, our ambulance, which includes our volunteer fire departments throughout the province, all 20 plus thousand, which is so important for us to get our message out, to let our members know, men and women who are on the front lines helping. By day, they got their jobs, and as volunteer firefighters, they are there out to look after their communities. And it's important, uh, fellows, to let uh, uh, the community know that Honor House is your home away from home uh, in the greater Vancouver area while you're in getting treatment for yourself and or your spouses or families. We're in New Westminster in Queen's Park, so we're close to uh, the Royal Columbian and not far from, you know, BGH, uh, uh, St. Paul's, either by SkyTrain or however we need to help get our volunteer members to and from uh, treatment as they're down this way. And the, the important news for uh, to message for today to get out is you can stay at Honor House as long as you need at no cost for you and or your family while you're here in the greater Vancouver getting treatment of some sort, maybe for mental health, physical, and or family stresses. Uh, our doors are always open 24-7, 365 to make sure that we're there to look after you because everything that you do for your communities is the only way that we can say thanks for you know going the extra mile. Yeah, thank you very much for that. Oh, that's um, amazing. I know personally myself, I've had some friends stay uh, at the Honor House in New Westminster while uh, they had a family member um, at the hospital there, Children's Hospital, and also some other friends and co-workers uh, who have used your services at um, the uh, Honor Ranch. And, um, you know, it's, it's an amazing service that you guys provide. 
you know, thanks. Yeah, Honor Ranch uh, now is up and running. Honor House, we've been open not quite 11 years, and we've just hit just over 12,500 night stays to help look after our men and women in uniform to say thanks for what they do each and every day. And so uh, as busy as it is, you know, I'd wish we, you know, we had cobwebs in the hallways, but the reality is that the house is busy because people need uh, help in different ways. And we're there unconditionally. We're not there to judge uh, and to be there of service. And now Honor Ranch will help give that treatment uh, for post-traumatic stress. And, um, you know, a lot of your members will see uh things out there that um are are very difficult over that period of time and one of my analogies are in as a you know firefighter is that every time you're out to a call and they can be horrific and it's just that one more rock in your pack until that pack gets so heavy that um you just sometimes don't know what to do and it's very important to your listeners fellas to that they need to know that honor house and honor ranch is there for them unconditionally because one size does not fit all especially on mental health today. And it's not easy always to go to your co-workers and or if it's a case of your own day jobs and or if you're not even working, it's even tougher sometimes to where you go and still volunteer. It's important that you reach out to Honor House. We only have one paid staff person, Craig Longstaff. Uh, the rest is all by volunteers between 75 and 81 of them. We've operated that way since we opened our doors uh, almost 11 years now ago. And... Um, most of them are retired and or younger uh, members coming in to join the various uh, uh, world in, in first responders in different areas, the police, fire, ambulance, and uh, even in this case, the Canadian forces. So um, I just I can't stress uh, enough that um, uh, tonight, if each member listening can send a note off and ask, let people know, are you aware of Honor House? Are you aware of Honor Ranch? Go to honorhouse.ca, look up who we are, and pass that message around you've got thousands of your members but it's amazing everywhere i cover in this province and i walk into a legion or uh an anavets or a lions or a rotary and a lot of them are members uh perhaps like yourselves and i mentioned about honor house and they look at me and say oh, i was just in vancouver i stayed at the holiday inn for five days while my wife was getting some treatment at the hospital and it, it cost them 15 or 1800 dollars and that's right. sometimes when you're there for two weeks the, the cost can actually bankrupt some families and yeah. that's why uh, i need to get the message out and I can't thank you enough, and uh, and today getting your message uh, out to all your members across uh, this province, and in some cases we've been helping members across Canada. I guess uh, two questions. Um, first of all, how how big is a, the, you say a house? So I think in my head I'm, I'm, I was thinking of a, like a small house, but how many rooms yeah. is there is there in, in our on our house? Yeah, very good question. We sit on a 136 by 136 site uh, in Queens Park. Uh, the home is 11,000 square feet. It was a ma- it was a mansion back in the day, yeah. built by Mr. Pino. Mr. Pino, back in 1934, bought a ticket, which was illegal in those days, called the Irish Sweepstakes mm-hmm. ticket. And uh, he bought it, put it on his uh, fireplace mantle, and he won $80,000 in 1936. <laughs> That's a lot of money you know, today. Uh, so he built this uh, beautiful mansion. Uh, in Queen's Park for his wife and his daughter. Fast-forwarding all the year through, it became a halfway house and got run down, and I was able to um, manage to raise the funds uh, to purchase the home. Everything was all by volunteers here. We're not government-funded in really any way. Uh, we don't reach out for any granting type per se. We want to be self-sustaining. So that way, 
um, your volunteer firefighters will know that Honor House is uh, here and my goal across the country, coast to coast to coast, along with Honor Ranch, will always be there for you in perpetuity. Not that I can say we've had cutbacks and sorry, you know, we, we had to close for a period of time because we can't afford to operate. Um, you know, post-traumatic stress fellows or the need for the house is always there all year round, doesn't matter if it's winter or summer or whatever we're going through, uh, the you know, the situation as we are right now in the world. So I have to see that those doors are open there again to say thanks for what you do and hence why we're so uh, heavily funded, um, in a sense when I say funded, by volunteers and, and run by volunteers. And any money comes into the door to help keep our lights on and keep us up and operating and to maintain the home is all by donation. And um, this coming year, uh, in 2023, I will, this will be our, it's been three years out because of COVID, we lost time. And we're going to have a game called Tour of Honor. And we'll tour all through the province, let every town uh, know that we're coming well in advance. And that way, RCMP and, and, and fire and paramedics and the local legions and that all come together. Uh, we hand out material. We promote who we are and what we're here for in this town for all the people that are there to make the community safe. And, um, and then, you know, we tend to have, like, the firefighters, as you well know, a, a boot kind of program, collect nickels, dimes, and whatever we can mm-hmm. to help keep our lights on so you know your home away from home is always there. So um, what we've done, and for uh, Todd, as a, also being a paramedic, um, as you know, and thanks, Todd, but, but all 4,500 ambulance paramedics in B.C. are members of Honor House, and your $20 a year that you contribute over four pay periods uh, $5 every three months comes off. And that amount, uh, when you total that up, it, it's a fairly easy give at $5 every three months off pay. Mm-hmm. And that helps to really keep our doors open because we only have one paid person. And like I said, we've hit over 12,500 night stays since we opened. So a lot of wear and tear, a lot of uh, things that need to keep the house up. All the volunteers help to do it. Everything that comes in is in kind, but there's still real hard costs as well. And that sometimes even fill in the freezers and the fridge for people that come in late at night. Mm-hmm. And we need to look after them for a few days before they can get out. And a good example was, as you may know, uh, we lost last month um, Shaylee Yang, the RCMP officer that was uh, mm-hmm. killed in mm-hmm. Burnaby. So their family came in from Taiwan very quickly. They were with us for 11 days. We looked after them unconditionally, as we would any uh, first responder. And, of course, devastating to lose a 31-year-old uh, uh, RCMP officer, and especially for Shaylee because um, of her health and wellness and the checks that she did. It wasn't just a random going by, got a call, stopped in, and she was killed. It, she was actually um, there always to help the marginalized, and it's unfortunate what happened. Devastating for the family, but we stepped up did our best to make sure they were looked after and comfortable. And the house is very large. Everyone has their own rooms. Uh, they're beautiful. It's like a five-star facility. It's gorgeous. Not like you're down the hallway for the washrooms. All fully accessible, love, level three design for people that have to uh, come in with uh, any kind of disability. And uh, so it's there for them. And, uh, and yet, we don't have kitchenettes or TVs in the rooms. Why? Because we want them to come down mingle with the other families that's part of their help and therapy for what may be happening in their world same with tv it gets them out of their rooms come down to the uh, entertainment area on the lower level and uh helps uh, to meet other families and sometimes that's part of the healing process or 
um, if they're going through something traumatic with a life-threatening uh, situation for a spouse or a child, again, they have that support. And so uh, throughout this province, we have people coming constantly, and, but not enough. And I'm hoping your listeners, I'll drive this home as best as I can, that I need everyone to pass the message around, post it, if they can send it out via LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, just about Honor House and who we are and how we're here for you. Um, how do you how do, how does someone get like the average uh, responder? How do you uh, how do they actually get into the honor house? Obviously, it has to be for a reason. They can't just like I want to watch a hockey game. <laughs> it's it's for yeah, no, you can't yeah. quite do that unless you got in an accident on your way down to the game. Then right. you're there for the house. But, yes. Yeah, no, you can't come down for Christmas shopping. Sorry. Right. So there's, there's like an application but process. That's it. Um, yeah. Let's say uh, that was um, you you, know, you were playing hockey and you broke your leg in three pieces and you have to come down to GS Strong for rehab. Um, it'll be usually uh, the institution that you're going to or the clinic that you have or just getting that message out. So they call Honor House. Hi, is this Honor House? Yeah, Craig Longstaff. This is my situation. He sends a form. It's as simple as that. You fill it in, do a quick few checks, um, and then some of our rules a wee bit, uh, not strenuous in any way, and you're coming down and you're in. Simple as that. I mean, how many guests um, can come down? Up to 11 families. Well, yeah. wow. So if it was you and a child, you and a spouse, we can take 11 families wow. at a time. So it gets pretty cozy sometimes. Yeah, sure. Uh, because, um, you know, it's, at Christmas sometimes it's sad because we have families there for traumatic things. Um, and it can be, you know, on various, you know, Father Days, Mother Days, and sometimes those trigger certain things. And uh, you just never know. And we've been luckily so far and all these years, not to have to turn somebody away, but it does get cozy sometimes. We do have also a coach house, a beautiful coach house, self-sustained on its own, because sometimes people struggling with post-traumatic stress need the uh, the separation a wee bit, things trigger. So we have that where a family or a couple can stay in our coach house, uh, right. and that's uh, attached well. almost, it's, it's sort of semi-detached from the, the main house. No, it's the same place. Oh, okay. Now, how about uh, uh, Honor Ranch? How does that differ from uh, Honor House? Right. No, very good question. Uh, so as I was saying a bit earlier, Honor House is a home away from home while you get treatment in the greater Vancouver area. Honor Ranch helps to give that treatment. That uh. means that we don't at Honor House actually have psychologists, psychiatrists, clinologists, all that. We offer the facility in Ashcroft, just up above the bench there, just through town, 10 minutes from town. We're on 120 acres, overlooking the valley, absolutely spectacular. All year round we operate now because we buried all our lines, all volunteer, where people come up and helped us on the 120 acres to run all the posts and all the lines. Um, uh, we've got 10 beautiful cottages, absolutely gorgeous cottages. And then we have the main lodge, so if we're running a program with 10, 10 men and women or a family, um, that way, you know, we have the main lodge. But as far as away as you are, we are all fully set up with beautiful kitchen to look after up to 50 people. Um, and the lodge overlooks the valley and holds 50 very comfy and full internet, television, all the comfy things you need, little mini fridge in each room and a microwave. But primarily you cook at the main lodge and it's run by. WorkSafe BC, the Orion program, uh, Wounded Warriors. Uh, sometimes the uh, International Firefighters Association will run some for their uh, needs. Um, there's an array of programs, uh, fellas, that uh, that you can either reach out for or 
or um, however, but we offer all the facilities at no cost, but we don't pretend to know how to uh, look after the individual member because it's, you know, well above our pay grade, but we know often it's the venue. It's a little different than a clinical setting. And we found the success rate over this last year with uh, the ambulance paramedics running two programs there, uh, RCMP, Canadian Forces, um, some firefighting, not much, but that's because the word hasn't got out, you see, and it's how the word gets out, you find the need, and uh, up to, we can run about up to uh, 20 people at one time if it's a group session. We may have caught on CBC a few weeks ago, they were doing forging up there, so they had all the um, anvils and all the huts and they put up and we had men and women up there as part of therapy making various things uh, and forging and uh, it was a real good way to come together then they gather on the fire pit at night with the stars crystal clear cool really really quite lovely and uh, and then the clinologist psychologist would work with them and various you know needs for each individual person because again not all you know, one size fits all. And so the ranch is unique in that sense. I had everything pretty well donated again, or were fully again uh, funded by our volunteers and donations coming in. And uh, roughly to get us up and running where we are was roughly about four and a half million. And we've got our doors open. We have very little debt, except for now the demand is so great. We're getting ready to build 10 more cottages. And also because we were off the grid, we had to pull our power. Uh, one and a half kilometers away, thanks to the Vancouver Regional Construction Association and a, uh, a, a electrical distribution company stepped up and donated over $260,000 of equipment. Volunteers like yourself, they were all uh, electricians and linesmen and women, and they came out and helped to pull at minus 10 all these lines, all the wires, all the permitting. Everyone came together like a barn raiser over this last month and a bit. Uh, in the snow and the cold, but we're almost finished, ready to go, and that will save us about $8,000 a month in fuel, so, um, in diesel, so huge cost. Environmentally not good, and also the burn rate was extremely high. So, um, now that we're going to be, you know, with electrical driven, it's going to help us a lot better, and so we had to lay all those kilometers of lines underneath from cottage to cottage to cottage to the main lodge, and then power all the way up to our cisterns, because um, as you may know, up at Tremont and through the TNRD, uh, the fires were pretty heavy, and we almost got close to losing our own ranch. It wasn't for the bombers coming in up at Tremont and bombing the, uh, the fires at the top, and then we had a lot after the firefighters, wild uh, uh, firefighters that came in, uh, 22 of the firefighters lost their own homes while they were out fighting in Tremont and other areas. Mm-hmm. So after it was over to decompress, we met up at Sun Peaks, and I uh, talked with them all and let them know that Honor Ranch is their place. Like I said, 22 of them lost their own homes while they were out saving others. So devastating. And that certainly plays hard on the mental health. And then, you know, going back to nothing. So we had to try to do our best to look after them. And uh, we had to also make sure the ranch was also okay. So we had to bring in cisterns and, and everything. And now we're built up. We dropped a lot of money to get that up and running with the BC Fire Commission. And that they helped. And Chief Tim Armstrong, who sits on our... A board uh, was a uh, fire chief in New Westminster, retired, very involved with the, the uh, BC volunteer firefighters now, and uh, he's trying to help cast the message to see that we look after your men and women in uniform. 
Wow. Yeah, no, that's that's absolutely amazing. I mean, just to think that you guys are adding, you know, another 10 cottages as well. Um, you know, I would, I definitely want to get out to uh, Honor Ranch and Honor House mm-hmm. and check it out sometime and, and see, you know, what we can do to help out. Um, that's very so. kind of you. Thanks. Because it's sometimes, you know, when you come together, even for the mental health or the physical health, you know, we get all the food up there, everything's there in the kitchens. We make sure we bring everything in. And if you get six or seven, you know, men and women and, uh, uh, there and help us lay a little more poles and, and run some wire or help us, you know, internally fixing, repairing bits and pieces of things. It's always work to do on the ranch. Uh, next spring we'll have horses as part of our equine program. So you can mount up and ride out into the West. So uh, there'll be all kinds of things starting this spring as we grow. But the demand has become so great, fellas, that um, we need another 10 cottages. So, um, you know, it's like finding those, you know, uh, single-wide trailers or, you know, ATCO-type trailers and, you know, say, hey, I haven't seen that moving very much. You want to donate that? We'll give you a tax receipt and I can haul it down and and then get it fixed up nicely, skin it around and clean it up and turn it into another small facility for either our volunteers that are up there and work away and or getting ready for our next uh, run of uh, first responders that are going to need further accommodations as this is growing. The demand has become way, way more than I expected. It's it's sad, um, like Honor House, but at least I know we're there to help as many as we can. And I can tell you, fellas, Honor Ranch will start to save hundreds and hundreds of lives uh, now that we have our programming and the facilities in place. I can tell you two firefighters and one fire chief in this province that um, were at the end, literally, of their rope. And uh, because it's hard sometimes to go to the employer or the fire chief even go more to the employer being the district, the city, whichever it is, the village of, and they have nowhere to turn. So I get a call, we bring them down, we help them get them in through a, uh, a program to make sure they're okay because sometimes it's up to twenty to $30,000 and they don't have mm-hmm. it. And if it's coming down into town, just to even try to get some help, they can't afford it. And then you're all on your own in a, a hotel room with your friend, your spouse, your partner. Uh, it, it's very tough. That's why Honor House is there and now Honor Ranch. So if anything tonight, uh, to your listeners, if they can help to cast that message, that our facilities are here to look after them because I cannot thank you enough by what you do by your day and how you volunteer by your night and weekend and always on call. And uh, the least I can do is to make sure we have facilities there to look after you and or your families. Well, I think, yeah, you're definitely, you're definitely showing the thanks by that. I mean, what you guys are doing is, is amazing. Uh, how many, one, one question, how many programs a year does kind of Honor Ranch uh, run or help facilitate? Well, we couldn't get up and running because of COVID. It was very hard to bring people closely together at that time. And because of being first responders and then going back to their jobs, we had to be very careful that things didn't spread. So uh, the only plus, and this is what really pulled me down, is that I lost two years. And, of course, I've lost a lot of members because suicide rate was pretty high in the paramedic and in the, in the firefighting side, the amount of people that I lost was pretty amazing, uh, sad. Mm-hmm. And uh, now that we're up and running, that's why I said um, that we'll be able to save hundreds of lives over the course of some years here. But um, we can take up to 20 at the moment, and it's how that comes together. But uh, I will never have anybody turned away. If they need the help, like I mentioned, I'll bring them down to the coast, put them up at Honor House, get them into a program, or 
an atmosphere like on a ranch. But the plus when we were down during COVID, our volunteers came out because operating all year round, fellows up in Ashcroft, as some of you may know, it can get this minus 15 and all our pipes back in the day when they were there, when I got this ranch, uh, it was a wilderness experience facility while well, these pipes that were only buried, um, you know, a foot below, and then they'd blow the lines because they only operated in the summer. And that wasn't good enough because post-traumatic stress doesn't take time off for Christmas or uh, winter. It's all year round. So now the only plus is that we were able to bury our lines six feet below, get power brought in uh, permanently. So I'm not running generator after generator. I burned out two major generators already. And at the cost of almost 40000 a generator. So uh, all my dollars are going to the wrong place in maintaining stuff as opposed to looking after our men and women. So um, hence why I had to get the power in and get volunteers to help us with that and save you know, well over a quarter million dollars and uh, put it all into our actual men and women who need and deserve that help. So uh, the plus is that during the pandemic, we got everything dealt with so we can now operate all year round. Nice. So with On Ranch, um, you know, you're telling us about these programs that are ran up there. Um, if, If there was ever a time when there wasn't a program up and running, I guess what I'm asking is, can you only attend if there's a program that's getting set to run or if there is somebody that just needs to get away and maybe there isn't like an extra five or ten other people that are going up for a program is there an opportunity where somebody in the first responder community can just get away and just get some peace and quiet like you were saying get out underneath the clear sky and just unpack what they're like what they're they're currently carrying uh, even, yeah. even if there wasn't mm-hmm. a current program being offered. Yeah, very good question. Uh, like Corporal Alina, he was my mentor of why uh, uh, I built Honor Ranch. Uh, he took his life four years ago when he came back from Afghanistan. His wife's an RCMP officer, also served overseas. Um, and he tried, he tried so hard to hang in. And we almost got up and running at one other facility. It's a long story, but... We just couldn't proceed for a number of reasons, zoning and so forth, after a long time. So this facility came up. We managed to get everything done in uh, as far as um, the right permitting and everything in 90 days and then get everything up and running that was already there, fix it, clean it, make it work. So, But unfortunately, uh, I feel bad because I couldn't do it in time to save Joe, Master Corporal Alina. That being said, it's a, a testament to know that uh, – we will leave nobody behind. Um, if Even if there's a program at the moment, one of your listeners realize that they might just need that help as one of you being a first responder that is that last call that you had that finally was the last call that you, you can't take it. We just need to know that you reach out. So I either get you down to the coast or uh, it might be a group of you that need to or somebody that supports uh, the other person that's struggling. Maybe it's just a buddy program, two or three. Say, can we come up to Honor House, uh, up to Honor Ranch? Um, you need some things done just on the ranch, help what, where, when. Sometimes it's just getting away, like Joe would say, and um, Master Corporal Lena, and he just needed that time away uh, on the 120 acres, looking over the valley, and just kind of helping in his way. And sometimes it's as simple as that. So, uh, any listener that needs that help, we will see that they get it. Perfect. Wow. Yeah. Again, it's it's amazing. I'm just actually just looking at a couple of pictures 
of Honor Ranch <clears throat> as you're talking with Ash there. And it's an absolutely beautiful facility. Beautiful uh, ranch and rangeland there. Yeah. Well, that's a tribute to uh, men and women like yourselves because it's all volunteer-driven. And they came out and brought their families and brought their uh, co-workers from the day or volunteer departments uh, by weekend or however they could fit it in. Three guys, you know, guys and gals coming out, working away in the military. I mean, and then we had the Navy up against the Army up there, 30 <laughs> guys and gals and whoever did a better job. It was pretty competitive. But boy, did they barn raise and get stuff happening. And that's why we can really help out now and uh, look after the people who really need that help. So uh, it's all working together. That's what it is. And supporting each other and knowing and realizing when you need that help uh, on the physical and or the uh, uh, mental health side of things. And uh, and especially in uh, the outlying areas because a lot of stuff is, you know, highway-driven stuff or remote stuff, and it can play on our, our members, our volunteer members. Uh, um, uh, you know, they, they step up, but it, it, it can wear on them over years. Yeah, and I, I think, like you mentioned before, like um, just the awareness, you know, so if we can do our part and really uh, share your story and vision of, uh, what Honor House is and what you guys do and uh, and Honor Ranch, um, it's going to really help a lot of people. Cause yeah, it really will. I just need that message to cast out to your thousands and thousands of members. And if everybody knew about it and just, you know, chatted uh, around and, and uh, casted that message uh, to each other a little bit, uh, it, it would mean everything because I know there's many, many falling through the cracks and there's a number that we're losing uh because they just couldn't hang on any longer yeah and i think also like as you mentioned there's a lot of a lot of people when they're going through something and they need to take a break um you know we as first responders have never been really good about talking about our feelings and talking or asking for help whereas this <laughs> environment being welcoming free and then you know, you just, you have that, that unspoken camaraderie with all the other services that's going to make you comfortable and kind of get you speaking. Exactly. And it takes it. Sometimes it's just as simple as that. It's not the, uh, the man or the woman in the white coat that sits down and opens the file and says, and so how can I help you today? Ash, you know, you know, I'm not number four, nine, eight, two in the chart, you know? Uh, And sometimes, like I say, often not one size fits all. So it's about how can we uh, uh, help look after each individual as they need that help. Sometimes it's in a group session. Sometimes it's just with their spouse. Sometimes it's with their best pal. And sometimes it's just on their own. And like I said, over and over, we're here unconditionally to make sure whatever kind of help they need, so long as they reach out uh, based on, you know, on a ranch and the post-traumatic stress side. As far as the physical health and cost, um, that's why we're here for Honor uh, House is mm-hmm. to be here to look after you 24-7, 365. That's great. I think, uh, you know, Honor Ranch um, really speaks to us in this in this room. Um, we, we are all, like, we all go out and we camp, camp together. Uh, Todd um, is uh, uh, lucky enough to have uh, a bunch of acreage hi- himself, and we all get ourselves out there and sit around and you know we have a campfire right right next to the river and you know we sit back and chat about stories 
um, some good, some some bad. We horrify uh, our spouses. <laughs> yes, I mean our our spouses hear these things that we, you know, are now unpacking off of like our shoulders, and you know they they're like holy like if you guys didn't have this as a as an outlet, um, I mean what would that mean for your uh, mental health? So having something like that in on a ranch that like we know works so well for us. It is going to, like you say, it it will be the the life saving difference for many many people. Um, and I, you know what? You know we had a quick look here just as as we were chatting, we were passing around a phone and we were just looking at some of the beautiful photos of Honor Ranch. And oh yeah, I can just imagine um, like what that's going to mean for members that are out there uh, that are going through something and uh, just 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 having something like that to go. And have some refuse out is is, is uh, going to be awesome. Absolutely. Sometimes they want to come up and help out. It's their way of feeling mm. good about it. You know, hey Al, you know, I'm good at uh, you know shoeing our horses. Or, hey, I'm pretty good at woodworking. My day job is a carpenter, and you know, I I know that you need a bit of help, and it's not easy to get a carpenter, and the cost is big. You got the materials. I can come up and give them a few days because they're struggling, and they meet with others. And you know, sometimes it's not always a, just a heavy. Um, program that uh it's sometimes it's as simple as just chatting hanging out with somebody getting away from the situation that they're in and you've got to also remember two fellows up the family is also affected by this right so maybe yeah. your spouse or your children and uh and it's about making sure that they have the support as well so whatever that may take Sometimes it's just you and your spouse getting away because the stresses are so great uh, on your day job than your your community volunteer job. And uh, I've you know, especially in the paramedic world, I know Todd can tell you they don't be wearing both those hats. And also you, Scott, um, you know it, it's very hard on you by day and by night uh, on those front lines. And I have to say that um, uh, marriages can break down, other things get greater, and I've seen it all. And uh, all the more reason that I had to make sure this ranch is up and running so we can see that you're giving unconditionally and the families uh, also need that unconditional support while you, you're out uh, doing what you do best. And so we're there to help support your families. And hence why I said Honor House is all the way from home for yourselves and or your families that may need to come down or may need that separation and help. You know, maybe you both need some time out on husband and their partner side of some sort. And it's a heavy struggle for financial reasons. One too many calls, that one more rock in the pack or on her side or his side or whichever side. We're not here to judge. We're just here to help unconditionally. Uh, but I need your members to reach out. That's all I can ask. If I'm asking for anything today is to see that the message gets out. As I repeat myself, is that they need to know that we are here to help, that um, um, we we do uh, not judge. We are just here to make sure that you get recognized because of what you do and uh, and just keep it as simple as that. And, um, and sometimes that's what it takes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> the family aspect of it is huge. That's always kind of the, the hidden victims of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. I know, I think we kind of touched base on, but how would one actually donate or volunteer? 
well, donations as simple as going online and, you know, $5, $10. It's not about the big checks. It's about, uh, uh, you know, the, the total amount, like the ambulance paramedics. Every member in this province uh, is a member. It's like the BCA card, I call it. They give their $20. That amount helps to pay, literally, for our staff person. So the rest to keep our heat, the light, the house, the maintenance, the ranch going is uh, by uh, membership. If anyone said, you know, as a volunteer, I'd like to be a member of Waterhouse for $20, you signed up, and that just helps us uh, to keep the lights on and, and the doors open. And, of course, capital costs. You know, uh, we've had people as much as, you know, uh, have extra stocks of some sort of bonds and they say they're, you know, they leave them when they passed on uh, to volunteering by coming up and saying, you know, I'm a good plumber, I'm a carpenter, uh, I don't mind riding the Kubota and just cut, you know, the 100 acres of grass around the poles and weed whack to, you name it, it's never ending. Uh, the equipment we have, somebody said I'm a heavy duty mechanic, wonderful. Uh, we got, you know, our dump trucks, our, our uh, diggers, all our equipment, so maybe it means looping them, keeping them up, cleaning them. There's always something to do, as you probably well know, on a ranch, and um, it can be as much as, like, we had to put a bunch of chairs and benches together, so we had a crew of 15 uh, first responders come up for a whole weekend, put them all together, then paint them all, and uh, then a competition of who built them sooner, faster, and better, and it was great, and it was just great camaraderie, and uh, it helped us because, one, we had all the chairs to sit around the fire pit, um, and uh, save us a lot of cost and labor if we had to hire someone to do all that, so it's really working together to support each other. And uh, that support isn't always financially or, you know, uh, monetarily. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, that's how we're, we're run. We're not, like I said, grant or driven in other ways. So every nickel helps. But uh, by donating uh, whatever is possible. But it's also I'm here primarily to get the message out that I'm here to look after you and uh, your members. So that's key for me. Uh, I'll always find a way to keep the doors open, as I said earlier. Uh because you deserve this, and that is my commitment, and it has been that way for 12 years now, every day. Wow. Well, it's one hell of a commitment. <laughs> it's amazing. At least Again, I can do for you, fellas. I'm, uh, you're, you're definitely a, a pioneer for that type of a program. What you've done in that short time is, is amazing. Um, yeah, well, it wears on you sometimes. You know, like, <laughs> like I, I'm not trained very well for the secondhand smoke, as I call it, when you see a lot of people struggling, you know, I'm not trained like yourselves, but so you get in your truck and sometimes you sit there for five minutes wondering where you're going in this world, right? It's not easier driving down from the ranch because often I'll leave at six in the morning, get there for 1030, work till about seven at night and then home by midnight, right? I will wow. do that three times a week because uh, I kind of got the day job. And then, of course, as an honorary colonel in the Canadian Forces, I have all my men and women that I'm looking after with 15th Field. And many of your listeners may be Rocky Mountain Rangers and or in the Canadian Forces as reservists or were full right force and timed out and now involved in community. Um, however that is, that's why Honor House Honor Ranch is there for them. But I'm also there right now as I've been mandated uh, by the Chief of Defense to create affordable housing for your men and women in uniform because uh, it doesn't matter sometimes if we're even living in uh, smaller towns there isn't always a place to live I can tell you in Ashcroft right now good luck in finding a one bedroom or a rooming suite there's nothing hence why we got paramedics bunking up in a in the station that's pretty tight and uh, and then if you in some areas 
the rental rates, even in the outlying areas, are getting you look at uh, up in Prince George and further out in some of the areas, they don't have the accommodation, so the rents are starting to get very high. And um, and on a first responder budget, it's not big. And then, you know, if you're separated or divorced, it's even tougher because half that gets split. I'm not here to judge. I'm here just to try to make sure that they get their most basic need, and that is affordable housing throughout this province. And uh, I've created 2,000 units so far with people with disabilities and different ways um, that are retired. A lot of our veterans that are retired, and when I say veterans, not always the World War II, but our veterans that have served overseas, our younger uh, veterans that have timed out for a lot of reasons, and our first responders. Many retire at 50 or have to retire earlier because on-the-job uh, injuries and etc. So whatever it is, I'm now here to create workforce housing within community throughout BC and across Canada and I have to achieve 5,000 units and I got to achieve them now not five years from now because um, uh, you, at the end of every day doesn't matter if you're a volunteer or not you go home to your own area of comfort your sort of uh, sanctum of, of somewhere where you can feel good about and a lot of people don't always have that or they have to have three or four people living together because they can't make that rent and it's very tough and so uh, I've been tasked to take this on and it's just one more layer of what I need to do and I will deliver on that and I told uh, all the way from the, the Minister of Defense uh, to uh, the CDS and I will be soon telling that to the Prime Minister that if they believe they need to create housing for our men and women in uniform and I'll repeat it again, many of yourselves, by day, you're doing your jobs, and by night and weekend, ready to up and deploy. Uh, may it be deploying on, on a fire call out or to a, uh, a call out as many paramedics are also part-timers and also making that call out and or some of them on top of it are even reservists in the Canadian Armed Forces, in the medic side, in the artillery, and in the, in the other side. But we're no longer sitting around fixing trucks and making sandwiches. We're deployed, ready to go. Last year is right now. Uh, my son will be soon deployed, ready to go. Uh, it isn't a pleasant world right now. And a lot of them are feeling those stresses because when they go, uh, they have to give up their places. Uh, they can't afford to carry both. Um, and it's very tough. So i got to make sure when they come back, he or she, that uh, they will have affordable housing that they can say is their own, that um, for serving their country, serving their community, just like yourselves. And so uh, housing is another big part of that for your mental health and also having your own place at the end of the day to go home to. And, uh, and when we finish here, our discussions, you'll all go back to your places. And it's nice to know that you have, but believe it or not, not everybody has a place to go home to, even some of my first responders. And that's maybe perhaps a separation uh, because they have and they can't afford it. Then they're couch surfing. Uh, it, as you may know, it goes on and on. And again, I'm not here to judge. I'm just here to look after. So housing plays a big role. We all hear about it. We all talk about it. But very little is getting done. And I've had enough of it. And from Victoria with uh, Prime Minister, or sorry, by Premier Eby now, who I met a few weeks ago, and have his commitment. And I've delivered 2,000 units of affordable housing throughout BC now over the last uh, number of years. And now I said uh, all the way up to the CDF that I will work to deliver 5,000 units across this country, 1,000 in Victoria, 500 in Vancouver, and then in the other areas. May it be Prince George, Canlis, Kelowna, Vernon, wherever it may be, uh, Vancouver Island, if it's a, the need is high, 
uh, then I just need to know, and I will work towards delivering those units. And I'm pretty creative in making that happen. It's what I'm used to doing. And the uh, only thing is that we have to do it now and not five years from now. And three of That's those right. five years is all about the process mm-hmm. and the permitting and the community amenity contributions and the DCCs and on and on and on, hard costs, soft costs. It's my everyday job of what I do in that part when I get to do my everyday job. And uh, all I know right now is a lot of your men and women deserve to have housing no different than that you deserve to have good supportive mental health may it be through post-traumatic stress and like an honor ranch and other facilities or when you're down here getting treatment that you need for an honor house <laughs> you also deserve affordable housing for what you do and uh that is where i'm leaning a lot of my time now that honor house and honor ranch are kind of there moving along good volunteers now i have to start creating housing for yourselves as well some are okay but not everybody has a place to go to. So that's kind of my next mission now. Well, thank you very much for, for all that you do. Um, I think what we'll do, Al, um, I'm sure we could go on and on for hours about all the amazing things that you guys are doing for all of the uh, first responders and the, uh, the military out there. I think we'll, we'll call it for tonight, and we're going to uh, wrap up. We'll make sure all of our listeners have uh, the information on Honor House, and we'll get that um, out to everybody. And um, once again, I just want to really thank you for uh, taking the time tonight and sharing uh, your story. Well, thank you for capping this message out because um, I'll sleep easy knowing that the message will get out and I'll be able there to save one more life or help to make one member uh, life a little better or their family or their children uh, because of what you do unconditionally. And I will see that on this end, we will be here to look after you whenever you need that help. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Al. You have a great night. Okay. Signing off. Good to chat with you all. Remember, we're here on standby for whenever you need us. Thank you, fellas. Thanks. Good night. Well, what a what a wealth, wealth of knowledge, and I mean, what a story to tell. I feel like a lazy bag of crap right now. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of stuff he does. <laughs> they do. Wow. Yeah, Alan. Yeah, he's like I said in the beginning here. He he just doesn't stop. He, yeah. Is a man of very, very um, <laughs> specific disciplines, and getting resources and getting things going, and and he is damn good at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and very passionate about what he does. Yeah, you know what? I actually had I looked at Honor House because, um, like I said, I know some guys that stay there. Mm-hmm. I never looked really looked at Honor House before until tonight. Mm-hmm. That place is amazing. Yeah, I mean, and they're both amazing. Is a, like that place. Is yeah. Like, you know, supplying a place down at the coast um, for people to go uh, when they're having uh, surgeries or, or <coughs> rehab or whatever it might, might might be at Honor House. Amazing facility. Like, the work that they're doing there. Um, but like like I was saying, I mean, he's, uh, him and his crew, like, they are going to save lives with Honor Ranch. Mm-hmm. Um, having an outlet for people to go. Um and I'm unplugged from everything, and uh, some some of the programs that will be offered ran there. Uh, it's just going to be, it's awesome. And if you have a second, hop online to Honor House and then search search up the Honor Ranch and just have a look at the facility. I mean, it is gorgeous. Yeah. So for that, you want to go to uh, www.honorhouse.ca, mm-hmm. and that'll give you all the information on on both. Um, and also, you know, I also want to say a big shout out to all the volunteers. Like you mentioned, Absolutely. the volunteers with them, uh, <coughs> 75 to 81 volunteers um, mm-hmm. that are consistently 
helping and working sure. with them. Yeah. Uh, like you said, there's still others that you know will come and offer a weekend or come yeah. on first day and, and work in the ranch and help out and clean things and build things. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, pretty pretty amazing. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, I guess let's wrap up. Let's jump into some shout outs. I, I think maybe a little impromptu announcement. Um, we were talking to oh, right. we were talking to Al Al about about Honor House and um, they're gonna do their um, Honor Tour, I think is what they call it. Yes, the yeah. Honor Tour in um, May. So in May May I was also this is like kind of our first announcement, uh, mm-hmm. seminar is back finally. Yeah. After three years of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, feels so, like it's been a thousand years. Feels, feels like it's been a thousand years. Um, so <laughs> Uh, May fifth, sixth, and seventh is is seminar back in Oliver. Yeah. So, so that'll be really great. And mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like Honor House is going to come and be there. And mm-hmm. uh, we're planning maybe maybe something to uh, do with them. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the first announcement of the seminar. Mm-hmm. Boom! There it is. It's yeah. happening. Yeah. Keep keep tabs on that. Uh, big big things coming there. Uh, we're really excited to. Uh, to put on the event again for everybody. Uh, generally, mm-hmm. just uh, a quick rundown for some of our listeners that haven't heard, because it has been a few a few years now. Mm-hmm. Um, every spring, somewhere in, in the province, uh, hosts a spring firefighter training seminar. Uh, hands-on, live fire, uh, auto extrication, uh, rope rescue, uh, natural gas display, um, RIT, uh, well, this, I mean, the list just goes on and on, yeah. but everything, it's all ha- ha- hands-on for us. Um, a group of roughly 500 firefighters come out and train. Uh, we have certified instructors. We have instructors like ourselves, which are in-house certified. Um, and uh, this isn't a weekend event. So it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This isn't a, a weekend event that you walk away with a NFPA certified anything this is just that sort of like quick tips and tricks um a, a bit of a look into some uh training yeah. it's um, a sampling it's a sampling platter of badass it is yeah exactly <laughs> the old smorgasbord of badass. Um, the smorgasbord of badass <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh keep keep tabs on that i uh, would love to have uh, uh some of you guys out yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exciting. That's coming. That's a lot of planning and work now. It is going to be a lot of work. Yeah, we are. Actually, uh, taking lead. Yeah, lucky, <laughs> yeah, lucky me. Thanks to Scott for uh, the opportunity. <laughs> Happy to help. Yeah, the, the forced opportunity. <laughs> uh, yeah, awesome. so uh, we're in the planning stages now. Uh, just getting the ball rolling. Um, we're kind of roughly right on time. Maybe a little behind, uh, but uh, it's still it's 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 a couple months away. Uh, it's going to be coming together perfectly here. So really, really excited to have it. Awesome. Yeah. All right. True shout-outs. True shout-outs now. True shout-outs yeah. now. Absolutely. Okay, Modus. Ash. Yeah, Modus. Uh, Snyder Tool Claim to Fame um, video series is happening. It's, it's it's posted live now. It's probably now. Yeah. yeah. Now. So we are recording just before they're going to go go live. So by the time that you are hearing this, their video series is live. We might uh, be too famous to talk to you anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have to this enter. This will be our last time. Mm, yeah. And this is free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have to enter through the bay, the bay doors so our heads can make yeah. it. No, it's, uh, um, you know, having a look at the production that they put together for the three groups one of them being us obviously uh we are humbled to be uh one of the three we actually showed todd's wife yeah before uh todd got here tonight and she was like what is this they actually did a real video 
We're like, yeah, <laughs> no, it's, yeah totally. <laughs> it's a thing. I think she so, saw some guy was showing up the, the with like a cell phone <laughs> or whatever. Cell phone cabin, just chat with us. Well, yeah. knowing how we roll, right? That's <laughs> ah, more of our style, but yeah. So we're really excited to be sharing that with you all as well. So um, hopefully, if, if you haven't yet, head on over to Modus. Um, have a quick uh, look at the video. Uh, have have a look at the other two as well because there's a couple pretty cool stories that that uh, they're out there sharing. Uh, they've also you know, not just their uh, snagger tool and awesome videos. Uh, they do other pieces of kit, like their soft soft entry kit, their fourth century wedges, their hydrant tools, um, their mass bags, their tool tool pouches. Um, so yeah, hop on their social media, hop on their website. If you like what you see, DTFF uh, five is going to get you five percent off your next order. Absolutely. Um, stop the bleed. Yep. Scott. Best best to stop the bleed. <laughs> best to do it. <laughs> best thing to do. And stop that bleed. <laughs> um, three methods of bleeding control are, are um, direct pressure, wound packing, and tourniquet application. If you're going to use a tourniquet, use a good one. Um, we recommend uh, the cat or the soft key as uh, gold standards, I guess. Um, yeah, if you're interested in uh, becoming an instructor or taking a course, go to stopthebleed.org, stopthebleed.com. And if you're going to train, if you're going to be an instructor, make it high fidelity. Make it um, crazy. It's crazy, crazier the better, <laughs> within reason, I guess. Right. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing with that takeaway as well, right? Like the course is pretty, pretty straightforward, but <clears throat> we want to make sure we you make yeah. it fun and high fidelity. Like, like reach out to your other uh, partners who are very knowledgeable in trauma, uh, medics, etc. Sure. And yeah, high fidelity fun. Um, how about shout out to Dr. Nick for RTAC and ATAC group. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Dr. Nick Sparrow, uh, out of the Kootenays, um, part of the Kerpera Pro program. Yep. Um, so ATAC, um, what is that? Anesthesia, trauma. Anesthesia, and trauma, and casualty care. Casualty care. Yep. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so if you hop on the ATAC group and then fo- follow over to RTAC, uh, it's an online course um, for um, uh, medical, uh, you know, like you know, we always say it, it's a really cool platform, and we, we really like the way that there's like the little picture in picture with uh, Doctor Nick and his colleagues, kind of either down in the corner of the screen or whatever. Um, not only is he watching you to make to, to make sure that you're still paying, paying attention, but he's offering all that that live insight as it goes on. Oh, he's actually live. He's not there live. <laughs> what? He's yeah, there yeah, live. yeah, right. <laughs> I yeah. see you. Wake up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Open up the screen again. No, but like as the video plays, yeah. he's he's in the video, right? Yeah. Um, so um, hop on there. Um, it was free for first responders. It might be past the demo stage now. I don't I don't know what the deal is. I, I don't think it's free. Uh, I think it was uh, more if you if you're like a training officer and right. you want to test uh, to see yeah, if, yeah. Um, something that was uh, you wanted to do with your crew. Yeah. Um, there's a little free sample, that you mm-hmm. and then uh, you can talk to him about getting, uh, getting, getting the, 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 the entire course. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. So lots of opportunity. Uh, you know, reach out <clears> to him <throat> if you're interested. Um, again, that's RTAC through the ATAC group. That's right. Um, Tanner Olson. Hey, Tanner Olson. Uh, country music out of the west coast of Canada. He's on tour. Driving around. Trying to pick a pack doing things. Yeah, I hear his truck treating him well. Yeah, he's putting some country on it. Yeah, so uh, check him out, Spotify, all the <coughs> platforms. Um, yeah, we'll keep tabs on, see how he's doing. Mm-hmm. Maybe see him again. Yep. 
Absolutely. And then, of course, you have us. So uh, check us out on uh, the YouTube. Um, we are promising to do more YouTubes. Yes. Um, we have a great social media team now. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And uh, we are maybe even going to film us doing a podcast. We just have to really watch ourselves because we are idiots. <laughs> we, we are idiots, idiots. yeah. Ash doesn't yeah. wear pants. <laughs> Todd doesn't wear a shirt. <laughs> hey, we fucking ran, wow. like Randy and Lady. Wow. Right. <laughs> right. So we have to fix that before we, we have film it. <laughs> but we are promising getting some better video content out yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so of course, you know, the YouTube is a big one. Uh, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a comment. Um, and then all the other listening platforms. So our Instagram, um, our TikTok, and uh, the Twitter. And we are on Twitter, that's right. Yeah, Facebook, obviously. Yeah. So, yeah, please reach out, subscribe, give us a comment, all that fun stuff. You bet. All right. Anything else, Scott? Nope. Good night. Ash. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. As always, stay safe. Stay GTFF.